0: When injury takes you out of the game, it's time for your team to step up. At Alina Health Orthopedics, you'll get expert care backed by a whole health system of providers with convenient locations, virtual options, and an app that gives you 24-7 access to your records, test results, and care team. You're always close to the care that you need. Schedule now at AlignerHealth.org/ortho. I'm Will Trapp, and you're listening to Sound of the Lutes.
1: Or evening depending on when this finds you welcome to the sound of the loons podcast i'm steve mcpherson and i am joined once again by cal williams who is as always unprepared for life um and not ready to read the read man i just <laughs> i was i was literally prepping for this and i was like i'm not even gonna remind him he knows what he's doing he's a professional we've been doing this for a long time he'll he'll have the read ready
0: yeah Did he will be okay i oh, know <laughs> I know I just don't I don't like scripts Steve. I don't like scripting things I don't like reading scripts I like, just <laughs> let's just do things normally what, what, you know that that old phrase like let's just do it live you know I'm not a script yes. reader
1: <laughs> I'll just say simply not good enough um cal uh, from you and uh you know as we have yeah. said often about Minnesota United and, and 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 perhaps as we were saying about Minnesota United last night when they faced uh Sporting Kansas City Um, There's a lot to unpack, I think, not so much about the game, which was just bad, um, but sort of the import of where this puts the team now and and um, going forward and and looking back at also losing to Seattle and things like that. So but let's start uh, let's start with just what were your reactions watching the game. I mean, I think that it, it opened with some chances for Minnesota and I thought that, you know, Kendra mentioned on the broadcast, like, they're going to really regret not taking advantage of some of these opportunities in the opening couple of minutes because then it's true. They fell behind and could never really climb back into it. Um, not even, not really, climb back into it. Climb into it at all. So, um, what what was your reaction as you were watching the game?
0: Oh, Steve, it was, um, okay, look, the last Um, few days have been completely polar opposite for Minnesota United Um, I thought they gave a really good account of themselves against the Sounders considering where they were, considering the bodies that they didn't have available to them Um, going to Seattle is never easy I I thought they, being the away team they possessed the ball quite well I thought there were some really good individual performances I thought Juan Maitenia was great considering he travelled halfway across the world to to get to that game uh, I thought Ozzy Alonso possessed the ball really well. Um, I, I thought some of the, I thought Ethan Finlay uh, did what he could. I thought uh, Boxall, he were good. Uh, it was, it was an okay display. I didn't have too much of an issue with it, to be honest. Um, but it, it, it did sort of come back to the, the nemesis uh, of the fact that Minnesota just can't put the ball in the back of the net. And, and that was an issue in Seattle. And, um, you know, but but I, I thought Steve. I, actually, I, I thought in the second half Minnesota probably edged it as well. I, I thought they they, as I said, gave a, a really good account of themselves. And and for me, I actually thought at that stage Minnesota looked like a playoff team. You know, um, there's not many teams that go to Seattle and, and play like this and and, and be comfortable um, in certain pockets of the game and um, and, and 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 play like um, at, at some stages. I thought they were playing like the home team. They moved the ball around really well. Um, but they just didn't get the results, um, which meant that Wednesday's game was, was completely baffling to me because it was the complete polar opposite. Um, they looked like a team that were... And they, they were limited. Obviously, there were, there were a lot of players injured. No, Reynoso, Dotson, Alonso, Gasper, Gregouche, uh, and a sprinkling of, of first-team players that may have made a difference from the bench, like uh, uh, Nico Hansen and a uh, uh, Juan Agudelo, but... Um, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit in terms of unavailable bodies, but just in terms of the, the 90 minutes as a whole in KC, uh, yeah, I just it just wasn't good enough, and um, I thought I thought it was littered with with really poor individual performances. Koma Metanier went from top of the tree to the bottom. I, I thought it was one of his worst games he's had for Minnesota United. He got caught out on the second goal. Um, and uh, i thought dj taylor um had a torrid time going up against johnny russell um it was um a, a really really tough battle for the back line going up against the the wide players of kc wide players that are in riveting form and are exceptional on their day and russell and shalloway both obviously scoring on the night um i didn't think minnesota possessed the ball anywhere near as much as i thought they were going to i thought it was perhaps the the poorest performance we've seen from Jacory Hayes in the centre of midfield when he came in. Um, I didn't think um, there, there was there was much from an attacking point of view at all, really. Um, and I, I don't want to point the finger at, at Fernando Adi because uh, I completely understand why why Adrian went with with what he did. Um, you you want to go direct at a, in a game like away to KC because it, it limits the amount of time you've got to work the ball on the ground through the centre of midfield, which traditionally is quite packed with a 4-3-3, that Kansas City play. Um, so I completely understood why he went direct with the big man up front, uh, with Unu underneath. But we didn't really see a, a, a major example of what the partnership could be between Adi and Unu because they didn't have the ball match at all because there, there weren't too many attacking moments. Um, the the two or three attacking moments came within the first six or seven minutes, and I know it's a phrase that that sort of gets mocked up here at times, but but goals really do change games. Because if Ethan Finlay scores inside the opening four minutes when he rattles the woodwork, and if Unu takes one of those two chances that he carved out, it is a completely different game. And Kansas City have to open up; they have to chase the game. The emphasis is on them to press because they're the home team. And Minnesota could have sat back and frustrated and, and caused a real problem. So, um, But it, it was just such a, an out-of-character performance, in my opinion. There were so many individuals that, that I, I think all of us expect so much more from. Um, and I, I hope it is a little bit of a slap in the face in terms of the realization of, of how good you have to be to be where Kansas City and Seattle are. Uh, towards the top end of the Western Conference, because right now, Minnesota United, um, after that performance against uh, against Sporting Kansas City, uh, are nowhere near it. Um, like I said, I thought they they showed that they were a playoff team and, and, and a good, solid unit uh, against the Sounders. But it was completely opposite against Sporting Kansas City. And I know it was a quick turnaround. The players run available and what have you. But in terms of players being unavailable, I'm sure Adrian Heath will, will, will echo this. I've not seen the quotes or anything yet, Steve, but I, I'd be surprised if he sort of used the the lack of, of available players as an excuse really because the roster is deep enough now. Um, you know, and if we're gonna use that excuse in terms of players not being available, um well Seattle Sounders have have gone um, you know, a, a decent spell without a lot of their players available. Sporting Kansas City had several key players unavailable last night, and yet they were still able to win four 0 So, um, you know, I know it's difficult on the road. That's the only thing I'll say is that it is so difficult on the road in this league when you go to teams like a Seattle or a Kansas City. But but ultimately, Steve, it was an evening that was really riddled with disappointment. It started so well; it it really offered promise in the opening five or ten minutes, and for it to, to end so abruptly, three 0 at half time. It's very rare anybody comes back from that.
1: Yeah, certainly on the road and especially, you know, it, it, things didn't turn around immediately in the second half, Cal. And so you saw giving up, a, you know, a fourth goal. It's like, well, okay. It's a, you know, we'll pack it in. There were some, you know, it was nice to see Joseph Rosales get out there, uh, get some minutes. It's good to see Robin Lidd, uh back on the field. He, he may, I think, I, I did check out the quotes and he, uh, you know, um, he said he made an immediate impact and it's true. You immediately saw Robin Lud and like the quality that he can bring. So hopefully he's, he's on the way back. Uh, You know, he doesn't, you know, he's on the way back to full health and can start, you know, play uh, starting roles going forward. Um, The depth thing is interesting. I mean, it's not, you know, like, yes, SKC certainly had people out. It's nice to be missing Alan Polito and Kinda, and also still had Daniel Shaloui, and Johnny Russell. Like, I don't think that, like, that level, certainly demonstrated level, has has been has been there for Minnesota in terms of who your options are for attacking players this year. I, you know, depth is it's one of those things where we've talked a lot about how much better the depth is for Minnesota now and how it's really a, a team where there are guys who can step up. There is a little bit, I think, maybe a certain you know, we've seen, there's this sort of this unevenness of like what everybody can do, who can step in. Um, You can, you know, we saw missing a whole bunch of attacking players. We were, seemed like we were really short on the front four. We didn't have our best choices there. And we kept talking about how midfield is great. You know, you've got all these options. You've got Alonzo, you've got Trap. you've got Dotson, you've got Gregoosh, you've got Hayes. Suddenly, we don't have Dotson and Greg and Alonzo. And it's like, Oh, well now this is, it's, it's very thin. And so suddenly what looked like a good dual pivot in front of a good backline uh, without, you know, that, the, you know, again, I, I would agree. I, I love Ja'Cory as a player. Um, I, I, it was not a very good game for him. And it just didn't that pairing of trap and and Ja'Cory didn't have enough teeth uh, essentially to do anything to really like trouble um, sporting Kansas city. It felt like, Um but yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. It's one of those situations where I think the question becomes what can be done going forward, you know, like with, with this team, the way it's, it's, it's constituted, um, you know, it's, it's clear that, you know, you've got guys who hopefully will, will get better. One of your other problems is you're not just missing Lud and Reynoso. You've got Adi who joined the team weeks ago. You've got, Franco Fagapane, who looked great for six games, but had played in, in eight before the Seattle game. Those guys are just getting their feedback. Ethan Finlay is never going to stop working, but he's also, you know, certainly at that point where, like, he's a known quantity. This is what you're going to get from him. Is he's going to go fast in a straight line and try to outrun you. That's what he can do. That's not enough for what the team needs in terms of creating goals at this point. Yeah, that, I mean, that was a – he came really close <laughs> on that shot that hit the corner, which, is again, was sort of out of – character for him. He's usually the one who's sort of ducking in and getting into the penalty area and serving it up and then following up his, you know, his pass to, to with a run inside. So, you know, it's just, what are the creative options going forward? I still think, you know, uh, Adrian Unu can be a good player. I mean, I, I still feel like when you see him play, you're not like this guy is not fast enough. He's not smart enough. He's not, he doesn't have the awareness he has all of that stuff. You know, it, it made me think a lot about Daniel Shalloway actually watching him because like, what have I told you about a young Ford who had one goal and an assist over 30, the last 35 games over the last two seasons, that's Daniel Shalloway. He had an amazing season and he had two awful seasons. And now he's an MVP candidate with 13 goals and six assists. It's like, I just think, you know, it's, it's not time to close the book on him or anything like that, but we are looking at what is, what is going to happen for this team going forward into these final 11 games of the season. I mean, it, What do you think?
0: Um, I think the sooner Robin Lord is fully fit and available, the better. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he started, and and if it was me, Steve, I would start him up front against uh, LA Galaxy. Oh, I can't hear you (laughs) at all. You may
1: have to leave and come back. I'm just watching Cal talking, and his lips are moving but nothing's happening. I don't hear anything. Why don't you come back? I'm going to talk about you, you leave you, you maybe, you know, you see what you can sort out. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, what I was thinking about as far as going forward this season. Um, One of the things that's troubling as far as the team is that they have not thumped a team all year, you know, getting, they got, they got whooped four nil to open the season uh, against Seattle, as we all know, Since then, the margins have been very close. You know, there's a lot of uh, draws, a lot of one-goal wins. There have only been two two two-goal wins, which were against um, Austin and Houston, so clearly not the class of the Western Conference. Uh, Those were two two two-nil games. Um, The team has never scored more than two goals in a single game. Um, And that's, you know, like even when the team didn't have full-on attacking prowess, you would see games occasionally like, Against FC Cincinnati, where they just destroyed FC Cincinnati in twenty nineteen. um, those moments where they would like have five goals or something like that. It's just uh, the question is, is that in there? Is that going to be a thing that can still happen for this team? the def- The defense has been good uh, overall but not so good that I feel like it's, it, it can be sort of their identity. Uh, I mean, you look at teams like Nashville that's sort of built around, like we're not allowing goals. Nashville's obviously like sort of built that into something more this season. But um to look at some of the stats, Minnesota have the six fewest expected goals allowed. And they have the sixth most expected goals for it. like, that's, but the difference between what that is and what their actual differential then their their expected goal differential should be 10.3 they should be up 10 goals basically and it's actually negative 4 like that gap is second only to LAFC who have also had a legendarily uh, disappointing season in terms of what you would expect them to get versus what they actually got um here's here's my leading question for you Cal and this is very theoretical is there a point like looking at what the rest of the season has to bring where you say we're going to embrace the grind and we're going to play defensively and we're going to, you know, you sort of, you alluded to this with having Adi starting up top uh, and the idea of going direct and things like that. Is there a point at which you say like that we need to get in the playoffs, you know, like whatever style of play it takes and we're floating at the edge of the playoffs is what we have to do, go into like a five man backline or play a lot more four, three, three, or just do something that isn't sort of the traditional four two three one and look to possess a lot. Is there a point at which it's you have to weigh the idea of the system and how valuable that is versus you just need results? Like, and if you can't get those results, then what's the good of having a system that is the system you want? That's that's my question for you, Cal. If you can speak and we can hear you, <laughs> I can't hear you still. Oh no. <laughs> This uh, podcast has really gone off the rails. Um, so something is wrong with Cal and his computer, and its, it's I don't know if it's going to get better. So um, I'm going to do the read in the middle of the podcast. Uh, when injury takes you out of the game, it's time for your team to step up. At of Health Orthopedics, you'll get expert care backed by a whole health system of providers. With convenient locations, virtual options, and an app that gives you 24-7 access I'm to access. your records, records. test, test results, results, and care, and care team. team. You're always close to the care you need. Schedule now at alignahealth.org slash ortho. Cal is taking out his headphones now.
0: How Can you hear me now? I can hear, I can you, hear now. you now. Great. Great. I can hear myself, can hear myself a lot, too. I don't know. I, I, thankfully, our producer, Tyson Hill, has gotten me a new microphone, which isn't here yet. Um, but I've, I've been having some issues recently. Obviously. So uh, apologies for that. Um, Right. In in terms of what what you had asked, Steve, I think um, that there's certainly a case to be made in terms of um, going a little more defensive-minded on the road, for sure, Um, because there's a a couple of really tough road games remaining for Minnesota United, for sure, but there are several that you would expect them to win. The likes of Austin away, uh, Vancouver away, I think is a a really good possibility of three points as well. Um, But... I think um it it's I think you have to remain loyal to to what you want to do because the players have been brought in to play that system so you can't just automatically change it Steve so um I think that they've got to go with with what they're familiar with at home um, and play when, when it's when it's working and and when the players are available, play this free-flowing, lovely football that they're more than capable of playing um, at home, for sure. Because I, what I will say now, Steve, is I think you've got to win every home game now. And I, I don't want to put any pressure on anybody, but... Um, by saying that, but but I, I legitimately believe that if you want to get into the top four, I do believe that you you've got to win every home game now. If you're Minnesota United, and and that starts on Saturday against the LA Galaxy. Um, there's been a couple of slip ups over the course of the season. Obviously, I still don't think the 0 four start has really made too much difference. Um, I really believe that there's, there's been some slip ups mid season. Um, you know, not not beating Kansas City when it was uh, when they were down to ten men, not beating San Jose twice um the the loss to to austin um although i know that was in the the poor start um i i just think um that there's been a couple of slip-ups that they're perhaps paying for now um because if you if you put all of those points together minnesota are firmly in that top four you know so um but a lot of it comes down to again steve the simple fact of the matter is is that they they don't have somebody to put the ball in the net on a regular basis um and I've lost count the amount of times we've said this on this podcast, but it, it's now more obvious than ever that that is the need again for what well, feels like the umpteenth season again. There's another problem in front of goal. Um, and, and I can honestly say this, and I say this with all due respect, but when you, when you look at what what you would consider to be the, the, the strongest starting eleven for Minnesota United, and even then if you look on what the strongest bench would be, there's not one person that I look at and I say, and I point at them and I say, that's the person who's going to score the goals today. That is a massive problem moving forward. And, and I still think there's goals in abundance spread across the board. I think Robin Lourdes is capable of getting 10 goals a year. I think Reynoso is capable of getting six or seven. I think Fragapane the same, six or seven or eight. Uh, and Ethan Finlay can chip in as well. So I, I think there's goals across the board, but there's no... There's no main goal scorer. There's no clear goal scorer you can identify as someone who would get them out of trouble. Um, and before I had the the issues earlier on, Steve, you were asking about what they do next. And and for me, I think against LA Galaxy, I, I would really start Robin Lourdes up front um, because... Uh, he has been the most potent in front of goal this season. He he has been the one that has worked in front of goal this season more so than than anybody else. Um, I know they still want to give Unu an opportunity. Uh, I don't think we we got a, a real example of of how good he can be in a secondary striker role, um, which he played obviously on Wednesday. Uh, just because Minnesota didn't have enough possession, the front two certainly hardly had a had a sniff at all. So. Um, I wonder if we'll see that again at some stage. I firmly believe that that's his best position, and he can be really effective there. Um, but I would go with, uh, with Robin Lud up front against LA Galaxy, and then uh, let, let's assume that some of the uh, the other players that haven't been available are, uh, and you've got yourself a pretty strong lineup in, in a game that, in my opinion, if you are talking of the top four, still Minnesota United have to win on Saturday. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: I mean, it's clear to me that the um, it, the goals like this season. I don't expect ever suddenly somebody's going to you know step up who hasn't you know like I, I think Unu is is who he is at this point. Um, it, you know he might tick up his productivity, but probably for this season, this is about the player that we're getting. I'm hoping that Fragapane looks better and better. He looked great in the six games that we saw before the injury. Um, even last year when the team was really successful down the stretch scoring, you know, three goals a game uh, it was this sort of attack by committee of uh, Robin Ludd, Kevin Molino, Emmanuel Reynoso, sort of all working together. You don't look at any of those guys. I look at like Daniel Shallow's goal from last night, you know, where it's centered. It's a great, first of all, I mean, Johnny Russell, great job to to beat the defense there and send it in, but, you know, to, to, to confidently strike that ball through Romain Mentonera's legs and pass Miller. I mean, it's like, there's just not a guy like that right now on Minnesota United, where you're like, if he gets it and it's in front of goal, it's going in. There's just there, and Shalary just looks like he's got a world of confidence and and, and, and can and, put it in. So you know that uh, that is, uh, this is sort of what Minnesota United is going to have to deal with, I think. And you know, again, this game against the Galaxy, like you're saying, it could not be more important. I feel like I'm doing Chandler from friends. Um, um, you know, you like know <laughs> on, paper, <laughs> on paper, Seattle, Seattle in case, are tougher opponents than the galaxy, right? you know, and you're playing them at home, but Minnesota have never beat the galaxy period, <laughs> uh, you know, at all Oh, six and two, including the playoffs. So it's going to be really difficult. And the schedule just gets worse. the thing I looked at is of the 11 games remaining, only four of those are against teams who have fewer points than Minnesota United right now. And three of those four games are on the road which we know anything I mean anything can happen in any game but obviously even more so anything can happen on the road playing those teams you know they also have to face you know DC United uh who have looked better have you know Ola Kamara I believe is in the pole position in the uh Golden Boot race now after scoring a hat trick um it's 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 going to be tough out there Cal, for the rest of the season
0: yeah look i think um it's essentially now, especially for the home games, Steve. It really, really is. To my knowledge, there's six home games remaining, and, and, and for me, it's six cup finals. You have to give everything in these in these games because, like I said, Steve, if they really are wanting to be a top 14, you, you've got to be ruthless at home. You have to take your chances at home, and I think more than anything, Steve, I'm really disappointed. If it doesn't happen, I'll be really, really disappointed for the fans because um, you know they, they deserve a home playoff game. They really do, and and um, obviously they, they got one in 2019, which that run ended abruptly, courtesy of, ironically, LA Galaxy, um, and they were sort of robbed of the opportunity of a home game in 2020 because of COVID. So uh, I, I really, really want there to be a home playoff game for the fans because um, they, they make such a big difference. They really do, um, and I, I feel sorry that they may very well be robbed of that opportunity, you know, so... Um, We'll see Steve, but I, I think first and foremost we have to see what the health of, of certain players are. Um, I to my knowledge Reynoso should be okay to go um, but I, I don't know that for sure I've, I've not been to training today and, and I'll, I'll see what's going on tomorrow and Saturday but um, he was to my knowledge he was he was left in Kansas City so he could be given a couple of more days to recuperate and be absolutely ready for. Um, this coming Saturday against the Galaxy. Um, Robin Lourdes um, perhaps was was the only but, but both him and Josef Rosales as you mentioned earlier on are probably the only positives that you can take from that game in Kansas City on Wednesday. Um, those minutes will be good for, for Robin to, to get himself back uh, and, and sharp again hopefully. Um, but and, and and not to spin this back negatively, Steve, but the other person that I I thought had a really uncharacteristic off night in Kansas City was Tyler Miller, as well. He's he's usually as reliable as, as as they come in in this league anyway. And um, you know the 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 saves that he made um were were fine. Um, but the the goals that were conceded, I think um, I think two of them were avoidable. I think the first one. Um, when shallowy hits the effort, so he, you know I, and look it 's difficult for us to say because we we 're watching it on a monitor, like everybody back home but um i don 't know how i don 't know the veracity of, of the effort that was hit. It could have been really really difficult and just get something on it it doesn 't matter, but, but maybe i 'm being a bit harsher, but usually in that situation, you ask the goalkeeper to push the ball away, and he sort of made the save and it went straight back out in front of him, and then Shelton was able to to make the uh, to make the header make the connection and, and finish. Um maybe I'm being a little bit harsh there, but um I just expected a little bit more from from him knowing his standards and then I think even he will admit it was a rush of blood to the head for the third goal for the penalty. There's no need for him to come rushing out there. um I don't know what he's doing um everybody i guess from time to time has those those moments um but I, I think Tyler Miller will be disappointed with his performance as well, and he won't be the only one um but it was it was it was a strange one because usually you you go into a you going to a Minnesota United game, not really worrying about the goalkeeper. It's it's not really really an issue. that we, We've been fortunate. It's never really been a major issue for Minnesota United um, over the last few years, anyway. Um, but, look, I mean, like I said, for, for me, Steve, um, this is now, and I must have said it 54 times against Kansas City, this really is the biggest game of the season right now. Um, given the way that the table looks, Minnesota are eighth. They're outside the playoffs. So... If you don't get a victory against LA Galaxy, in my opinion, um, it will take a miracle to get a home playoff game. Um, but that'll be three losses in a row for the first time this season um, since uh, since the 0-4 starts. Um, and you have to start then perhaps thinking, right, there's a bit of an issue. We've hit a bit of a bad spell here at the exact wrong time. Um, everybody goes through it in the season once or twice. Obviously, Minnesota didn't start very well. That was quickly eradicated and, and they moved on swiftly. Uh, but the last thing you want is a poor run of, of form heading into the playoffs because everybody knows in this league in particular as well, if you go into the playoffs with momentum, anything can happen. Um, but I think if they lose to LA Galaxy on Saturday, um, you, you you more than likely say goodbye to a home playoff game and you've really got to start thinking, right, we've just got to get into the playoffs now. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah, a, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's a difficult position uh, I, I feel like looking at Minnesota having fallen out of um, the playoffs right now, I could see landing just about anywhere, you know, like I, I don't see bottom of the table, but I, I see n- not making the playoffs. I see making, you know, the, the, between the five and seven seed, I could see sneaking into that four seed still. you know, especially if things turn around as we've seen, it's like, I mean, Hey, we were all there for the zero and four start when it was like concerning and then they turned around and have done really well. So, Maybe they still have that in them. It's really just that the margins are so slim for this team <clears throat> because of not having those, those, some difference making player. Like Reynoso, Reynoso is the closest the team has to that. It hasn't had Reynoso the last couple of games. Robin Lud is the leading scorer. Haven't had Robin Ludd the last few games. Um, Reynoso needs somebody to feed. He's, he's a, he's a creator and a playmaker. He can finish shots and he can finish free kicks especially, but he's not like a natural go-to scorer out there. And so it's just a team where you can't get, you know, with regards to like Tyler Miller, you you can't get, it's not a team where you can get 80% from everybody and, st- and get one guy to give 150% and go out there and, and and take it. Everybody on the team sort of needs to be firing together and be hitting that like 95 to 100% and maybe a couple people getting over 100%, you know, to bring it home. And that's just sort of the way the team is. Like I said, there's—I can't remember if you were still in the room or not when this when I was talking about this, but um, oh, haven't thumped anybody. There's there's only two two games that they won by more than a goal, and those were against Austin and Houston. Hardly world beaters, you know that there's there hasn't been that game like that. FC Cincinnati just. Absolute destruction, or it's like a like a three goal, four goal, five goal game. they never scored more than two goals in the in the game this season. Like this is just this is how it's going to be. If they're going to get results down the stretch, they're going to have to gut it out. And that's about all there is to say about a Cal. I think.
0: Yeah, in in terms of um everything you've just said, Steve is completely right. In my opinion, um, thank you. the The main issue is is there for everybody to see is that they don't have a reliable goal scorer. Um, and that's a shame because several players that have been brought in this year uh, and one or two that have left as well were were, were meant to be that um, and uh, I, I just, it, it is a concern because they're doing everything else okay, Steve For, from a defensive point of view, apart from Wednesday no problem at all, you, you haven't really had to worry too much about the back line it's it's usually quite solid with, with Gasper, Di Boxhall, Boxall and, and It's it's usually okay uh, in the central midfield, that, that's not been too much of an issue either because there are just simply so many options for them. Uh, but when you think of, of perhaps what you would consider now as the starting two, um, I, I, would, I would probably say it's, it's Dotson and Trap. That's a pretty solid central midfield in Major League Soccer, completely. Um, the three attacking players behind whoever the centre forwards is or isn't, um, when they're in full flow, they're great. And, and, and on paper would, would cause nightmares for any MLS team. The main issue has been in front of goal this year. Um, and and I would I would I would say to people to, to not panic in terms of in, in terms of the, the the entirety of the team because they're still creating chances. They're still playing some lovely stuff. Um, they're possessing the ball quite well on, on uh most occasions. They're defending well. Goalkeeper usually is reliable um they they're doing fine the issue is they're just not putting the ball in the net and that's the biggest issue they're still playing lovely football they're still creating chances they're still fairly pleasing on the eye the problem is is they just don't have anybody to finish these chances um and this is why now for me steve um I, i would i would start Robin lutz because he has been the most clinical in front of goal um, this season which I don't know what that says about the other centre forwards but um, I don't want to take any credit away from, from Robin Lord because again he's proven that he can play there um, is he ideal not really but um, as a central striker he he does give you something that perhaps the others don't offer as well so um, he, he's very good technically um, he, he's, he's very good playing off the shoulder considering he's not a natural centre forwards I just think he's a good footballer Steve I just think he understands the game so well um, and for me, like I said, if if he is able, if he's if he's good to go, the 90, uh, I would absolutely start him at centre-forward against the Galaxy this weekend. Yeah,
1: well, we'll have to... I, I hope so. I would love to see it. Robin is, is one of my favorite players to watch. And again, like you said, I think that the, the, he's just a good footballer. He just he understands space. He understands timing. He, he has awareness. He can do a lot of different things. He can he can fill a lot of roles with hold up play as well as, as being a playmaker. Um, he's incredibly efficient is another thing that keeps coming up when you look at stats. He doesn't get a lot of touches for an for an attacking player like in that as a as sort of midfielder. But what he does with him is, is tremendous. Obviously, he's leading the team in and scoring. So we'll just have to see what happens this weekend at LA Galaxy. Thank you, everybody out there, for joining us for this technical difficulties ridden <laughs> edition of the 157th Sound of the Lunes podcast, presented by Alina Health Orthopedics. Be sure to leave us a nice review on iTunes or at the very least a five-star rating. And follow the team on Twitter at MNUFC. You can follow Cal at Cal Williamscom. You can follow me at Steve Entress. Apologies, as always, to Richard Wagner. And remember there's only one person in this whole world like you people can like you exactly as you are